and we're live. I don't speak when my microphone's turned off. You don't? Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. I, I, we're breaking the fourth wall here. You actually have a vow of silence outside of the show. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> a gay monk. The gay monks of Yorkshire. <laughs> I'm sp- I'm spitting gold here, so I'm not I'm not going to just say something if it's not going to be recorded. It's true, be- the timeless <laughs> wisdom of. <laughs> uh, we have a weird episode, I guess, tonight uh, for y'all, because uh, we don't really have a topic per se, because we're all in flux right now, and uh, I'm moving. As you, if the video viewer, the video watchers uh, can see that the set has changed, there's no book. Do- yes. I think we we can level with the listeners up to we were we we were and still kind of are expecting a guest. Okay, yeah, I didn't know yeah. if we were going to pull the curtain that far back, but yeah, we're a little bit. We're not going to say who it is, right? Because we don't want to badmouth anybody, but we're expecting a great. I don't guest. think that this person is bad. It is deserves bad mouthing, even if they no, don't. They don't not. come no. anyway. So and uh, so uh, and this person was as part of uh, True Crime History Month. Yes, the end. This is the end. I don't even know if it'll come out during the actual month, but yeah, this it does. It comes out on the last day of the month. Yeah, all right, good. So this uh, this person was going to um, talk to us about a true crime that they had committed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's two Um, people. Maybe it's a gender queer. We don't know. You don't know. I should say. Yeah, and uh, so they haven't showed up. So uh, <laughs> maybe they will show half up. Expected. So we have a we have a backup topic for you. Yeah, which we can get into. I did want to first before we started um, talk a little bit about um, talk a little bit about uh, th- we were both watching. I don't know how far you got into it, but the new Adam Curtis documentary. Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes. Yeah. I uh, got most of the way through the last one and then, you know, all of them proceeding, obviously. It's it's funny. I did decide that I did have to stop watching to come up here to do the show. But um, yeah. I left right in the meat of like the entire point of the entire film. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you have kids, you have to do that sort of thing all the time. Yeah. No, I imagine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, there's there were some takeaways that I that I do think it's one thing I want to say is it is it is the, the if you wanted me to compare and contrast it to other people. So let's let's just get out of the way. Like Adam Curtis is not like a really ideologically ideological guy. He's more of like a kind of boilerplate liberal, I guess. Yeah, I, I know the point you're getting to is that, you know, he's not totally on all fours with people like us on everything but uh, saying that i mean it goes but if you cast about your mind back to the documentary that i was uh, singing the praises of about ruby ridge that i saw uh that starts off with calling them conspiracy theorists and all this sort of thing but once you get into the meat of it it's clearly they they kind of have to throw a little bit of that sort of normy stuff out there, otherwise they're just going to alienate the entire right. audience. Yeah, BBC produced it. It's not like they're going to be spitting yeah. fucking hardcore uh, horse red pills. But it kind of is if you think about it. Yeah, big time, especially it's just 
It's right. just putting a blue coating on them. That's so, that's a great way of putting it too. Yeah. No, that the way there's certain things that like the way it's edited are really fucking brilliant. Like um, just real punctuated stuff where um, uh, they were talking about the, at, in the, in the most, uh, I think the most recent, uh, the final part, they're talking about the war in Iraq and how and the, what, what's up? Am I the only person who's noticed that there's a, a huge cultural influence on this film? On this film, uh, that is taken from guys like Porcelain and Beige Frequency. Yeah, I do kind of video, see that. Yeah, the video style of it is that it's just uh, he's reading out a dissertation, with, and it's got like uh, pertinent video clips in the background, but. It doesn't talk about the clips per se. Oh, that's a brilliant insight. And hey, let me connect that too to a Thaddeus Russell point: is that um, is that culture is created um, by the margins of society, um, and uh, it's chewed up and spit out in a digestible form by the corporations, or in this case, the BBC. Yeah, um, and this actually, I mean, the first, I, my first sort of introduction to it this documentary which is what's it called i can't get can't get you out of my can't head get you out of my head yes it just came out on the bbc adam curtis yeah uh, and most of it actually all of it is available for free on youtube so get on there yeah. before they're all gone i don't know he uploaded some of them but not the entire film even so. i'm even i'm allowed to watch it even though i don't have a license for that telly <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a license to be watching I'm Curtis? <laughs> What's all this thing? Are you getting red pilled? <laughs> I got my doll from a Sikh fella at the Labour Exchange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it, it's so funny. Like, it, 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 I, that's one thing I wanted. The thing I the point I brought up the fact that he's like a liberal is, um, or not ideological anyway, is like when you contrast it with all the other, I guess, similar documentaries of like from a sort of liberal perspective where like things are shitty and these are here's some of the highlights of why things are shitty. It does fall into that kind of category. However, I think the difference between like him and say, um, who's a good comparison? I guess Michael Moore would be an app comparison. Ugh. I know. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. difference is Adam Curry has a series, has a very defined sense of aesthetic yeah, you know what I mean. And also, like uh, it, to my point, like about that Ruby Ridge thing and about putting a blue coating on the red pill, is like uh, which is only a very micron thin blue. Coating yeah, well, I mean, it's, it is kind of a limited but, hangout in in discussion of like cons real con serious conspiracy theories. And it ascribes the best yeah. of intentions to the deep state at times. Yeah, but I mean, I think it, I. I don't. I think if it did any more, it would lose a lot of mass audience. Appeal. I agree. Yeah, uh, and it's really, it's really good. Yeah, uh, I've recommended so it too. I first heard about it yeah, yeah. from Billy and Spud on War Mode. Yeah, uh, and because that's my primary news source. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it is. It should be yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, they. So it like. Well, I know the BBC's got this good international reputation, and I think it's things like this. Right. Where So it's actually as bad as any news organisation in the terms of the bills that it gives us. But for, before the internet, we had the BBC Radio World Service, which right. broadcasts all over Europe and Asia and Africa. And 
that was much better news than they gave to us plebs at home because it's it's especially in the times of the cold war it was trying to it was trying to undermine the control that the ruling classes had in foreign countries right while reinforce the control our ruling class had at home so it had to have two separate news services mm -hmm. it still does and i think that's something to do with it but it was a big it was a big dose of hopium for me in a way it was a shock at first to see a bbc logo in the corner of the screen yeah that there must be some faction at the bbc and this is a the because of the way it's set up i guess it seems there can be a faction which isn't totally on board with everything the bbc does in its big sort of uh, public facing everyday content to right. british consumers so it's slurry it, it's yeah it's yeah <laughs> i mean the entertainment stuff that they produce they call it entertainment <laughs> is i mean it is all welly and it. it is just slop it's, yeah it's it's worse than you go piggies you can imagine. sidle up to the trough <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what's the other thing yeah so at times at times it does kind of but anyway the, the thing about the aesthetic though it's like definitely has it like the thing with like michael moore this other fucking directors who have this style of um kind of uh these are the problems of the world filmmaking for lack of a better word yeah um but all of those are like very dire and dreary and um, yeah. the way that that Curtis does the documentary, it's it's it almost kind of highlights it, it. It does a good job of contrasting like the good things in life or the beautiful things in life, I guess, with what the reality of life is. It, it helps. It it opens up your mind a little bit. I think it, it, it sort of it because it it's basically. A fairly comprehensive well, history no, of the twentieth century, but it's it's it yeah it's a wide ranging topic, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a history of the twentieth century in China, the United States, and Great Britain, and so obviously, I mean, like if you go on the conspiracy theory things, which are our pet thing. He can't go into them. He hasn't got time. Yeah, you know, he's only got seven hours. <laughs> Right, but and yet they did touch on MK Ultra. They touched on yeah. In the final episode, I'm watching now. They're going on to basically. He doesn't say, and this is how he's very smart too, by the way. And why I think it is very red pilled is after sh they deliberately went and showed a, showed MK Ultra. They showed uh, the Kennedy assassination and stuff. And again, that very big time limited hangout with that. But um, what's it called? Uh, so, but then they put that in your head, and then you watch through. You watch through, and then the final piece, they start talking about advanced interrogate or uh, enhanced interrogation uh yeah. and they start talking about and then also to contra and then the earlier on they talk about what was that thing you took kind of issue with not issue with but but we issue with the the subjects of it um that those eye tests oh yeah the sort of scientific so in, in episode two which i've watched today they've got this uh uh scientist who's interesting enough is called hess who's also the subject of the topic we're doing today. oh that's true yeah uh this guy hess is a psychologist now psychology is fucking babble it's made up like yeah i'm not yeah. saying that there's nothing to it but they so these have these experiments looking at dilation of 
different dilations of people's eyes when they look at different images. And it's based, uh, and they had the guy who invented the experimentation experiment explaining it on film, and he's saying, well. It basically said the eye bone's connected to the brain bone, brain bone, so it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if the eye's doing something, it must be because the brain's doing something, isn't it? Yeah. Right? It's like fucking. That is psychology. That's the that they call that science. Yeah. It, but you know, it, your eyes are connected to your brain, mate. So it makes sense. Stands to reason, don't it? Yeah. yeah? It has less less basis in reality than fucking uh, phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> like at least you can vis- you can actually observe by d- by measuring different skull shapes. You can kind of ascertain what uh phenotype of person you're talking about. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have an impact on your fucking uh, uh, brain abilities, but you can there is some objective fact that can be derived from it. And yeah, this well, is all so- horse shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, th- so they But uh, and then what they do is they do these so it's like a circular justification. So they say, well, your eyes connected to your brain. So if your brain thinks something and you, they're trying to get people to, they're trying to get information out of people that people won't or can't tell them. Right. right. So what they, but really what they do, they assume they already know. That right. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. It, and, it, and so, and so that they go, they, so the control of, the testing of the eye bone is connected to the brain bone fucking uh, thesis. Is they show them a picture <laughs> of a the picture of a baby and then a picture of some skulls and the eyes do something different. So they say, "Oh, I told yeah." And then they show them a picture of a black man and it does the same thing as it does with the skulls. So yeah, we knew these people were fucking awful, <laughs> and, and that that proves it. And yeah. so it's just a total self licking ice cream cone, circular justification, and they call it science. Yeah. Yeah. Scientism. And I was just saying when we were we were chatting about it earlier, it's like that really speaks to the authoritarian impulse of someone who had set out with that goal yeah, of experimentation. Yeah. It says more about what kind of person would concoct on that. such a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of yeah. course, then they don't see themselves as subject to these base animal fucking. Uh, yeah. They're the managerial class. Yeah. And we are but their subjects. What what did uh my fucking um uh Zbigniew Brzezinski call us? Oh, vessels. Yeah. The vessels. Well, is it vessels or vassals? Uh, I know who knows? Vessels, yeah, <laughs> it could be vassals. I don't the know. Vassals is the is the feudal term. I know, but they both work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's fucking great. Uh, what's the other thing I want to uh, talk about in that? Um. Oh, 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 they were talking about um, uh, complexity theory, which is kind of the idea behind um, th- or the, the guiding principle, I suppose you would say, um, to the idea that these algorithms can predict human behavior and create models of human behavior. Yeah. Um, basically, the idea that they can observe all these um, different th- different inputs uh, that are not necessarily consciously given. Like the way it, this is this is something that's in that that Adam Curtis directly says in it is that like the way that human minds like link together the way that we perceive the world is we tell each other tell ourselves stories in order to make sense of what's going on around us and the way that a computer looks at things is it just analyzes raw data and doesn't even the stories don't matter you know but yeah. they can they can perhaps create similar models using both methods 
But yeah, this actually calls some. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I, I saw. Uh, I'll I'll tweet it out uh, and put it on Telegram and whatnot again. I've already put it on Telegram once, but the uh, in that style of filmmaking where there's some kind of uh, narration or you know point being made, and then there's images in the background. Not you know that it's not the narration talking about the images; it's the images talking about the narration. If you like, I think that's a good way of putting it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that that video of Aldous Huxley and George Orwell doing oh, uh, yeah. doing uh, interviews. And somebody's just doodling like this this amazing cartoon in the backgrounds that's going on, which illustrates it. That, that is fucking great. I'll tweet that out later. That's great. Um, yeah, but uh, well, anyway, the the thing that I thought was interesting is is it, the film correctly points out that this idea of using the complexity uh, theory in order to predict human behavior is like an extremely in contrast to its uses. Um, it's an extremely conservative idea. The idea that it doesn't try to figure out why things are the way they are. It just uses the system that's put in place yeah. and builds conclusions based off of of system in place. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. literally it's literally the opposite of being revolutionary. It's 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 almost well. It um, is if you look at. I mean, like. Uh, again, a lot of these points are things you come to yourself watching the movie. But like you've got, it's clearly building up to the modern era, and and like so, episode two is sort of in the, I guess the fifties and sixties, and you've got these uh, British revolutionaries, fucking banging the chest about, uh, you know, these are commies, and they're banging the chest about the main thing be. It, the main thing they're concerned about is people must have the right to express themselves in exactly how they, they feel they should. Right. Uh, and it, to individual conscience. And and yet the commies now are saying the opposite of that. That's true. Well, a great many of them. But, but it's really, I mean, is that just the way that it goes, however the hierarchy is? Or, you know, that, that, that those in charge are, are, are clamping down on that? Or... Or has the existing hierarchy from back then, which is still in place, yep. has it just hijacked? Shout out the, Cecil their Rhodes. Names? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's like the the sort of the mantle of being a a, a a lefty has been stolen by the fucking same moneyed landed classes that right. were stopping people from marrying a stopping white girls marrying a black guy back in the fifties. Yeah. It's just the same fucking shit. I think it's the, the same movie... people doing the same shit. Yeah, and like how the oh, yeah. black revolutionaries were saying, but you know they hated white liberals because they just they. I think they could see that 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 they were just gonna they were the sons and daughters of the managerial class, and right. they were just sort of thought, well, when the when the revolution comes, we're still gonna be that. We're still gonna be the managerial class. We're gonna look yeah. after these. But we're just gonna change our flavor a little bit, man. And this is, this comes back to my hobby horses. Though that class of people. Sees us and black people, we're the, the same Jews to them. With the yeah. same amount of con- contempt. So, and, and the fact that uh, that's why that they're, they're always pitting us and black people and Muslims or whoever it is against each other all the time, to the point of bombing them in in North Africa to make them to displace them to come and live in fucking right. Europe to to fuck it up and cause friction with the with the lower orders. 
that's that's what it's happening. So like, and they call it working class racism with such ignorant fucking pigs or whatever. Right. But you, you, for the most part, working class racism. And also, here's another bone I've got to pick with Adam Curtis is that said, oh, uh, not that I think anyone should be in prison for making speech under any circumstances, but that uh, Michael X character got locked up for making a a, a speech. And again, I, I get it. He's, he's making a, a he's making a valid point, and he hasn't got time to go into the full details. <clears throat> Oh, so he uh, isn't as ideological as us, like must be yeah. said. Yeah. So uh, and um, so he got Michael X got locked <sighs> up for it, uh, and uh, it says. But meanwhile, the same day, Enoch Powell gave a a a speech attacking immigrants in, that, and he wasn't locked up for it. But well, number one, from a technical point of view, Enoch Powell gave his speech in the House of Parliament as an MP and. He can say whatever he wants there. Right. You're allowed to do that. Uh, and number two, and the, the main point is, that's a misrepresentation. And this misrepresents what the work, white working class are opposed to, and it misrepresents what Enoch Powell's opposed to, which isn't immigrants per se, it's immigration. Right. Which is a very yeah. big distinction. And yeah, you, can, yeah, you, can, you can ask the Latinos in America about that. Right. Know? It has to do with economics a lot. Like, it really yeah. does have to do with economics. Yeah. And, like, just to chalk it up to, like, boo-hoo, I hate blacks is kind of fucking infantile and, you know, dishonest. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to... I, I should have actually given that away to make that point. I should have read Enoch Powell's speech. But yeah, <laughs> well, it's probably like, fuck these monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the Rivers of Blood speech because he was just warning yeah. that if... That there's going to be rivers of blood, which I mean, everything in he, he said in his speech did come true. <laughs> Just saying. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, but I, I think that it's you were making an interesting point there, where saying like, and the movie really illustrates the kind of uh, really tenuous uh, balance of um, individualism and collectivism, like over time, and like how these things kind of seesaw back and forth to fit who eat different people's narratives at different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for instance, you were talking about like that old revolutionary thing was like, all about self-expression. At that point, the capitalist class said, okay, what you want expression. Okay. Let's change the way we do things. Yeah. You're not going to just have to buy. You don't have to buy a model T. You can have it any color you want. As long as it's black, you get to have whatever color you fucking want and you yeah. get to express yourself and you get to feel good. You know, you get to fucking, and that's also another thing. This is a really great follow up to, um, the century of self. Yeah. Uh, which really explores a lot of these thoughts that he, like, I really recommend watching both. Because um, he really does explore specifically like that sixties period where it's all about expression and where and what like you know uh, different philosophies that were going on at the time and this the the human potential movement and stuff that dovetails really nicely into this movie. Yeah, and uh, I liked how he really gave the German commies terrorist guys a fair shake as well. Which yeah, I, I appreciated because it seems like they started off pretty based. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were like, "Hang on a minute, our parents are were all fucking Nazis, and they're all running the show now. How <laughs> comes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, so, uh, and they uh, they were very, they were 
a very anti anti semite, if you like, weren't they? They were. I understand the impulse being who they were, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so, but they and they this this, to me the funniest part of the documentary though, because their whole movement descended into a complete and utter fucking farce, because they were such such fucking. The the thing with this sort of sixties revolutionary white white revolutionary thing was, they be they were so fucking privileged <laughs> they were boomers yeah. weren't they right yeah and so these <laughs> these fucking cunts like, who were had been acting pretty based and were acting on principle yeah but they had the, they were all about this evidently were all about this free love and free expression poor shit as well which was really the downfall of their movement. Yeah, and they went. They went to join up this fucking Palestinian freedom fighters uh, brigade in Palestine. Yeah, and, which uh, based, by the way, also. Yeah, just saying. And, and, but the chicks were sunbathing on the uh, sunbathing in bikinis on the roof of the fucking barracks. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the what local... is the problem with this? I have no. <laughs> I don't even understand why, as there are cultural differences against the Muslims. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> Fucking is the same as the shooting. We, <laughs> we must be able to fuck each other whenever we want and crawl all over one another like the hamsters. <laughs> what Germans? <laughs> I want to shit in the Fraulein's mouth. <laughs> so they, 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 and so the the local buzz did not like them at all. No. <laughs> I don't like. I probably wouldn't like them either. The local muzzle had pictures of Hitler in their in their wallet, <laughs> and, and uh, they. So anyway, they they started. Uh, you could just imagine with that kind of privileged Western attitude, how much. It, I mean, you can see that being a flare point, but how annoying they were to the to the guys who were from there who were. Right. Legitimately, yeah, yeah, legitimately fighting a fucking war of attrition that is still going on today. And these kind of <laughs> sexy German tourists come and throw the beach towel over their fucking sun. Voluntourism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you could, so they started not giving them, not giving them much ammunition for training with. So they went on strike. I mean that. <laughs> It's so gay. <laughs> they went on strike, and all all the Muslims. We're broke not into going to train to fight the Jews, the Jews anymore. Yeah, the the, the Muslims just smashed their way into the barracks, grabbed them all, threw them out, and said, "Fuck off." <laughs> Based. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, I mean. And all all these revolutionary types have got some awake, some moment of that coming to them at some point, you know. Yeah, I be I always say it don't I, about the the Hispanics and and the Muz. They're gonna turn on them. They're gonna get fucking pissed off with them at some point because yeah. <laughs> they they've got yeah like it or I'm not commenting on the baseness or otherwise of of the Muz or the Hispanics, but they've got some kind of principles of you know, like fam like. Loyalty to land and family and all this sort yeah. of shit, which blood means and soil. To these fucking people, yeah. I mean, for lack of a other less uh, yeah. dog whistly term, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, no, but anyway, yeah, check that out. I think that was a pretty uh, apt uh, assessment of uh, or analysis of the film. There's so much more I could talk about. I'm just not yeah, well, going uh, to because we'll, you, you really should. You really should give yourself the fucking six six some odd hours it is. Well, I think it's good that it's all split up. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm watching it whenever I get time, and uh, I'm sure we'll come back to it over the coming weeks. Yeah, I've recommended it to so many different styles of people. Because yeah. there's something in there for everybody. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know this guy who's um somewhat of a wannabe, wannabe leftist, you know, revolutionary type guy. Yeah. And, like, I think this is a great thing to show somebody like that because it shows just the reality of, like, and it does do a pretty good job of underscoring, like, just how tragic and uh, how unintended consequences how many unintended consequences arise out of revolutionary whether even with the best of intentions it does feel like that there could well be a moment coming soon where the people on the left and the people on the right and the people who are just all about individual autonomy realize that we've all got the same enemy and yeah. we, could, we could stand to stop sniping at each other and, and be palsies for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's that's a very, very um, yeah. Talk about hopium, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it just seems <laughs> it seems inescapable to me at the moment the way things are going. Yeah, though well, they call it the Great Awakening. It's going to be the liberals against everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh fuck. Anyway, I guess that um, that Hess guy was a nice way to segue into us talking about this. One of the most epic or most high valued uh, jewel heists of all time. Yeah, so we, we we wanted to we had an inkling that our esteemed guests might not show tonight uh, because let's just say they are the type of person who would do that sort of thing. Yeah, and. So we researched a, a, a backup topic just in case, to, which would be consistent with True Crime History Month, and that is the Hess Diamond Heist. And it's also, this is a great one, because a lot of people think history, they think World War Two. We don't talk about World War Two very much. No. The last the last World War Two episode we did ended in after the th- after the outro music ended with a spicy word <laughs> <laughs> from a movie and uh, so this is a world war 2 topic and it's about uh, it was uh, after the americans and the brits and the canadians and aussies and whoever had uh, overrun europe right and taken near hamburg uh, there was a castle Whose name I've got written down here somewhere? Uh, nor it's um, Kronberg Castle. C- cor- yeah, Cron- uh, no Kronberg. Kronberg, that's what I said. Uh, they just said Con Kornberg. <laughs> yeah, Kronberg Castle, uh, which was the home of the Hess family, who were princes of right. Prussia. Uh, and uh, they- maybe Hessian is maybe the uh, yeah, but I don't know. Root, uh, I don't know. Hey, look! They lost the war. They could. They can learn to speak fucking English. <laughs> <coughs> so they were boys with the with the uh, the Third Reich. Yeah, obviously they were Nazis. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's an interesting angle to this. Is how it, how it, how it turns out at the end is a bit weird, really. 
But uh, yeah. so they uh, in at the end of October '44, the the two princes who who lived there um, decided that. They Things weren't looking good for yeah, they, old they, Adolf. They'd been around all their relatives uh, and whatnot, and got all their family jewels together, which was a lot, right? And they they put the they put them in a in a zinc lined chest, right? Buried it in a hole in the floor in a secret yeah. room in the basement. Yeah, they put up a fake brick wall. Yeah, um, in the in the sub basement of the and, castle, and then concreted the floor into the. They concreted the box of jewels into the yeah. floor of the They did a very room. good job of hiding it, I gotta say. Yeah, you would almost say, Scott. I mean, what? are you gonna uh, are, you, are you gonna pull a Rudolph Hess and say they were Jews? Oh no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, no, I, I think it stands to reason that if it was Jews, nobody would have found it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then. 22nd of April 1945, the place was taken over by the U.S. military to, for being turned into an officers' club. The family got right. turfed out to live in the gardener's Yeah, this was, this was in, uh, and I believe Frank Frankfurt is in Western Germany, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this is when, at the end of the very ass end of the war, when they split up the zones of control yeah um into uh you know they gave a piece to america a piece to england a piece to france um and then and then you know the eastern hell half went to uh and went to the soviets yeah so this uh this place was turned into into an officers club uh the family were chucked out to live in the servants quarters and uh it, which i'm it, sure is bigger than my house yeah and you can imagine <laughs> that an officers club in a castle in Germany in 1945 was a pretty good place to spend the weekend. And uh, oh so yeah, it was. It got all stocked up with food and booze and, and shit. And it got eventually got put in charge of a woman. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, I believe they. One of the things I saw is they stocked up enough fine stuff. They not only did they have like the stuff. Like to feed everyone and and whatnot, but they they also got like fine china, fine silverware, oh, and yeah. like all the glasses for a banquet for f I want to say ninety people to have multiple glasses. Yeah, and they were they were all stay staying in the rooms, and so the, the, it was it was put under the charge of because basically the job of whoever's running this is to make sure that the men the and the rooms are clean, the rooms are clean, and the men are. Uh, you know, given plenty of comestibles and uh, entertained. So, uh, obviously... It's she suitable. went above and beyond for one guy. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a suitable job for a woman. And so it was delegated to Captain Kathleen Nash. I can't uh, believe that there was a captain in the army that was Yeah, I don't th I'm pretty sure there were no female officers in the British Army at that time. Well, I, I understand at, up until... Literally, like a year ago, that there was no combat roles for women in the British Army. No, in in, in, in American US. Army, in the U.S. Army, yeah, that, or military right? period, yeah. Up until like maybe two or three years ago, they just made that made it so women could take um, combat roles, like mm -hmm. and it, they, and they would be relegated to something like this, like logistics. 
as much as I somebody with somebody else we know is in logistics and was a bit of a girl. <laughs> yeah, as, as, as much as I am a misogynist, self-styled misogynist, I I don't think that's right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is this is the hill you want to die on. This is the place you want to pull back the woman hatred. I just don't think. I, I mean, I think. Oh wait, so you're saying it's not right that they do get combat roles? Yeah. Oh, um, I well, I don't necessarily. I mean, I, I in in some ways I agree, but in in for sheer um, logistic pr- pr- reasons, a woman can't fulfill the role in, on in combat. Uh, that a man can physically like the same way that a guy who's four seven can't can't fulfill the same role fighting yeah yeah but i mean i don't i don't really care about that as much as i care about it it just doesn't seem right i mean well that's misogynist to think now in clown world yeah i think women should be protected at least, I mean, you know, what a sexist! As, as much as I don't like him, I like I don't hate him or anything. I, I don't. You wouldn't send it. I mean, would you personally send a woman? Yeah, you know, if you were in some kind of dangerous situation, and there was a woman there, you would just kind of instinctively protect her, even if you. Oh, did of hate course. Her, even if it was yeah. your ex-wife or something. It's just it's the natural order of things, for fuck's sake. Yeah, definitely. But I also understand that in in the most dire of circumstances, a woman, especially who's prepared, could do something heroic. I mean, my daughter's just joined the RAF. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I guess. I mean, they don't really no have re- like. There's, not, there's, no re- there's no fucking uh, infantry in the RAF. No, there's no. I mean, the combat roles there. Are, Air crew, and I guess there's no reason a woman can't be air crew. No, why not? Uh, so I mean, uh, besides the fact that her fucking dumb hands can't hold a fucking tool, <laughs> and they have no sense of spatial awareness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if if a woman can pass the, yeah, if a woman can. Yeah, no, I met I met I met some very handy lesbians. I I I completely concede. Or a helicopter pilot, or whatever. There's, there's no reason why they shouldn't do, do it. Yeah. I guess, but uh, and uh, and uh, the sort of urge to protect them. I don't, th- I don't see, you know, I don't. Th- somehow it doesn't press the same buttons when you think of a woman flying a a, a jet bomber, unleashing hell on everybody below her. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that seems like their natural role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell hath no fury. <laughs> o- o- opening up, opening up the doors and letting all hell break loose. Yeah, <laughs> kind of um, Freudian symbolism there it for the is, way yeah. they open up their legs and and everything goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, I do also think this is we're off topic again, by the way, but I do think a woman would make an excellent assassin. Absolutely, poison. Not even just that, but I mean, like a woman. Like I'd like to give women credit to, to the idea that they could potentially be extremely good at long range sniping. They'd have to have like um, they'd have to have an extra lightweight rifle. 
and uh, <laughs> they'd have to be allowed to to get closer to the target. <laughs> All right, that actually is sexist. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that it, it, in the women's cricket, right? There's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a debate over the great because, equalizer. <laughs> because cricket, the the pitch is 22 yards long, so yeah. the bowler has to be 22 yards away from the batter. Right. When, when the ball's released. And so this is the main thing with women's cricket is that women just can't get the ball down as fast. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, there's, there's a debate over, and I think it is the feminist movement that stopped this because women's, women's cricket is not bad. It's not a bad sport to watch. Mm. Uh, it's just for me, the I don't really watch it because the appeal of cricket is all to do with like the tradition and uh it's all to do with statistics going back hundreds of years, and you're like, so you know, it's a new thing. Anything new, I don't like. It's okay, not, it's not really so much because it's women. It's Very it's principled. New. But the, there's a, a a lot of women's cricket advocates who are women have advocated bowling off a, a twenty yard pitch instead of a twenty two yard pitch to make it so that women can get the ball down the pitch in the same amount of time as the men can and thus to make it a more to make it as dangerous as the men's game and as or a more competitive sport well it's still pretty competitive but it, yeah it's like uh, or a more dynamic sport exactly exactly yeah because it's just that if you can bowl a ball at at 90 miles an hour it goes it doesn't take it long to go to go 22 yards yeah, but if you're only if like the the fastest women are like sixty five seventy instead of like ninety five, so it's just not as it, it, to be as exciting as men's cricket. It needs a shorter pitch, right? Oh, we've gotten completely off topic. Oh, now. transgender bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> it's ma'ams. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Cronberg Castle. Yeah. So uh, what was this lady's name again? Um, Kathleen something. Kathleen. Nash. 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 Yeah. And, um, yeah, so she bitch. was in. I, I saw a picture of her. She wasn't actually. Was she? Yeah, she looked pretty normal. You, t- you, you let her give you brain. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just said she wasn't a fucking tub of shit. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine that if you were an, an officer. Yeah, you couldn't fought. get away with just being a fat fuck. No one would respect you. Yeah, but but if you if you were a male officer, let's say a uh, a colonel, uh, and you just fought your way across Europe or whatever, and the first the first sort of American woman you saw would be hot. Regardless. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> so yeah. The, so. This uh, colonel Jack Durant. US right, but Air he uh, he uh, didn't actually serve. He spent the uh, military yeah, yeah, his yeah, military yeah. service yeah, in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he was a pisshead, wasn't he? Oh yeah, but and so was she. So yeah. it was fucking uh, yeah. So he was executive officer to the chief of staff of U.S. forces in Europe. So he was pretty fucking. I mean, a colonel's a. A colonel is not what they call a buckshee rank, anyway, is it? There aren't many colonels. Uh, no, he was a uh, he was a staff colonel. 
so you know, pretty fucking, pretty fucking highfalutin dude. And he rolls in and starts fucking banging this wench. And then on November the fifth, so the they basically they've got this click of Nash, who's fucking Durant. And then this uh, Major David Watson, who was a quartermaster, who they're all fucking bent as a nine bob. No, it read catch (laughs) 22 if you're not fucking uh, au fait with that. Yeah. Uh, November the 5th, they had like some, the lowly fucking basically bartender. (laughs) 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 It was was a US serviceman, something or other, fifth class. Yeah, yeah, tech. (laughs) Technician fifth grade. Right, so that is a raw conscript, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, yeah. His name was Roy C. Carlton. Yeah. Uh, and he... Um, Found a wire. He, they did. They they were sloppy. They did not They did not live up to the German engineering I'm used to when they yeah. built that fake wall. So, I mean, what's he doing, like, searching around the basement and noticing shit? Like, you, clearly... Everybody's fucking looting everything left, right, and centre. Yeah. And this guy's seen a wire and he's thought, eh, I wonder, I wonder, that wonder why that's there. So he's gone got a fucking sledgehammer. Uh, <laughs> it says a- in, a, in a Carlton attacked the wall with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Wallops <laughs> a hole in the wall. In the basement of a castle, that's a big fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> that's I bet, not drywall. Yeah. That, because, like, I mean, my house is old, but in, in old. Old-fashioned building involves, yeah, they'd put a foundation in, but they, they would also, to spread the load, they'd make the walls much wider at the bottom than they are at the top. Yeah. Uh, to sort of triangulate the load and give it give the wall a bigger footprint. So it, when you're in the basement of a fucking castle, that's a hell of a wall. Sure. And uh, Well, this was a false wall, not for nothing. Oh, I guess so, yeah. So they, he walloped a hole in it enough to see through. Can and you just imagine what this was like, though, for him? Yeah. Though he he's like in an ancient, not ancient, ancient to this fucking retard who's a shit, probably drunk because yeah. he's hanging around in a fucking like a Playboy mansion of of West Germany. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he knocks down a wall in this fucking and castle from antiquity he must think he came across like the flying dutchman's fucking yeah. <laughs> his, his horde. <laughs> but. He he just saw the room because it was still concealed inside the room. Right, there was nothing in the room. Either. But here here comes the sort of imperialist, colonialist fucking military attitude of he's made the discovery, but he's fucked if he's going to knock the wall down all the way himself. He goes yeah. and gets one of the Hess family's staff and makes <laughs> them do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so he alerts the this uh, Ludwig Weiss. Yeah, uh, so he alerts the he alerts this triumvirate of officer lushes, and they come and supervise the excavation of this concrete thing, which you can only imagine must have been a fucking hilarious scene. And I can't <laughs> believe they haven't made a movie out of this. Um, and they eventually manage to get crack into the into the uh, case, and all the all the it's full of fucking crowns and tiaras and. Right, loose jewels, bracelets, rings, all kinds of gold jewelry, and loads and loads of jewels, and uh, worth millions and millions of, of dollars. 
Yeah, and sent the Germans to bring it upstairs for yeah. them. And said, yeah. make sure none of it wanders off. Yeah. So what, <laughs> so what happens at this stage is this fucking German staff went straight to the fucking uh, family right. and said, these guys have just stolen all your shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so they instantly put in a complaint to the fucking uh, US military who just does not give a fuck, right? Yeah. So the US military couldn't give less of a shit because this is going on everywhere. It's just these right. guys happen to get This is unenforceable. Honestly, it's unenforceable. Yeah. These guys happened to get lucky and they found the spoils of war. And they thought, well, everyone else is doing it and nobody's doing anything about it. We're going to have this shit. Yeah. And apparently, according to them, they did consider just taking a few really valuable pieces and then keeping the rest in safe keep, sort yeah. of taxing it and then handing it over. But if they handed it over to the authorities, the authorities would have just stolen it all. And Yeah. It's like... But uh, they... Truth, truth be told, though, if they hadn't been so avaristic, they would have gotten away with a nice chunk, and the ending would have been a lot different. Yeah, well, maybe they did get away with a nice chunk. True. Uh, so, no investigation started until the following year, because the the, the family went to the local commanders. They didn't give a fuck. They went to the they went to the there was a special commission set up to to prevent this sort of thing. They could not be less interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they ended up in um, sometime a- April 1946. They right. finally got in touch with the military CID, and they, which is Criminal which Investigations st- Division. Yes. Which you. is also what that's called in the British police forces. Really? Yeah. They call it CID. If you're a detective, you're CID. He's CID, the old Bill, mate. Quick, it's the filth, leg it. Yeah, so another thing was was the the people, the the family were like going right up to Kathleen Nash and being like, hey, uh, you think we can get that stuff? What and, are you uh, doing with my tiaras? You dumpy and, bitch. And then she's just like, well, uh, well, I I don't know there. Uh, I actually already told my uh, my uh, superior off for superior officers, yeah, and she, uh, they said they're dealing with it right now. Okay, I so mean, uh, <laughs> she is fucking stonewalling these people like a champ. Yeah, she's fobbing them off. <laughs> I like, I assumed she sounded like that. By yeah. the way, I just gave her a Midwestern accent. <laughs> she she's telling them, "Don't worry about it. You'll get it all back when the war's over. It's just it's all being dealt with by." You know, people way above my pay grade. The powers that be. Yeah. And uh, but they're not buying it. But you can you can just imagine how much they saw through that and hated that because these are the elite of the elite. These are the Nazi elite who was so elite that even though they were royalty, they didn't get fucked over by the Nazis. You know, they they, yeah. they are they are hot shit. And yeah. This fucking. American peasant comes over in an officer's <laughs> uniform and has got their stuff. Just imagine how that gave them feels. Uh, I get pleasure out of thinking of that. This fucking <laughs> untermensch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been even better if she'd been a Jew. I would have loved it then. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they allowed. But, oh, you think a Jew got fucking either A, volunteered, or B, got drafted? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay somebody for that. <laughs> B called Nash. I guess she's Irish. Which, that is in, oh, is it, is it, would that be Irish or English, do you think? I was going to, I thought it would be English, but yeah, I, I don't know. You would be the person to ask. I, I don't know. The, the thing is, there's no... English names are so unusual in England. I mean, my name's French, right? And, like this, and they sort of. I mean, even the concept of England doesn't go back all that far. True. Uh, you know. Anyway, fuck all that. That's ridiculously off topic. Yeah, <laughs> we that for another day, yeah. of course. So. Uh, um. Yeah, they, oh, they, they, they'd been all the whole time. They were smuggling it out in troops and traps, posting it yeah. to their siblings in the United States. It's so fucking comedy of how the <laughs> fuck did they think that they were going to go away? This is like Fargo. Yeah, like it's like it's like just the idiocy and like series of events. Like they went to Switzerland, they went to like uh, Hungary and just sold the scrap gold. Like they ripped, they took fucking pliers and ripped these priceless fucking jewels out of the out of like the crowns and rings and shit and then just said here i found this yeah <laughs> well can i can i get some cash and then posted the dad back well, home what major watson had been a, a quartermaster in northern ireland and he had some slam piece over there right and, and he was he he kept taking trips to northern ireland with his pockets full of shit and giving him giving him to his slam piece who worked for the un who could then take them back yeah. to take them back to america in a diplomatic bag <laughs> yeah he also um he also because he uh would be bringing back um important he, he had a, he had like a desk back at the pentagon yeah so he would frequently have to go back yeah, and yeah. bring notices from no, germany was, to durant had to go back to the pentagon oh, durant he, yeah, he yeah, took yeah, shit yeah back himself as well yeah 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 and also uh and then other things so one of the, later on maybe i'm jumping ahead a little bit him and uh and somebody went to i think chicago to try to dump all of it all of the gold which at was, once which was part of the downfall. It was a load of loose yeah. jewels. And, oh, uh, that's what it was, yeah. This, and he said he bought them on the cheap in Europe. Yeah, and the, the jeweler <laughs> says, well, that's fine. I'll buy them off you. Can I see the customs? Can I see the, can I see the, uh, the c customs papers? And he went, I don't want to make sure it's my cousin Moishi's. But this, this jeweler <laughs> who's been at home during the whole thing. Yeah. Then rats this fucking hero... <laughs> well, right. That's what I'm trying to. Rats jeweler. It. What do you think? What persuasion do you think he was? He said he hears, "Oh, I got it in cheap in the cheap on in Europe." And the guys in the military. What do you think? He took it from fucking. He plundered it from the fucking Nazi stash. And where do they get it all from? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Although this I mean, there's a was, series of of incentives here that might incline yeah. me to believe that series of events. Yeah, I guess so. Although it would be mistaken because this was genuine nazi gold rather than yeah. stolen nazi gold so. and the result was the same yeah and so he ratted him out to the customs authorities and so nash and durant got arrested and then right. they also that they arrested uh watson as well and the other guy the technician fifth class and there's a fucking bum deal for that poor cunt yeah but he got <laughs> i mean he was trying to I mean, he he's fucking he did get, saw green he got him 
he got immunity for cooperating anyway. Yeah. Which I think is there's some element of justice to that. He he shouldn't have been fucking punished for it. Right. Because he reported it to his superiors and acted in accordance with their instructions. So, you know. Yeah. He, he did do nothing. <laughs> and uh the um the irony of this whole thing is that it was all eventually not all that's, that's not true. Uh it, a lot of it was returned back to the Nazis it was taken from. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I mean, talk about this justice. Is, this is the weird thing about this. Because I mean, I guess it's how a bureaucracy once the CID took on the investigation because they could have easily got away with just palming it off and not doing it. Yeah. But once they did, then they had to go through with it because you set the wheels in motion and you'd have to right. explain why you'd stopped if you stopped. But like, so this sort of thing was good. But it must have been just because these fucking royals must have had some Epstein-style sway at higher up levels. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, it, like that whole Man, I, who we're knows? not running Maybe, the Epstein yeah. story because ABC didn't run the Epstein story because the royal family and it's like these were these were european royalty and they still had influence over over america in despite yeah. being a vanquished foe it doesn't right. that tell you still cousins with the fucking the royal family of england yeah but th- that says something about where the priorities of our rulers lie and yeah. nothing nothing ever really changes that the that the the, the ruling elites globally are, are all buds even when they're having wars with each other when it comes yeah. to these sort of, these guys who just got hit hit the jackpot well fuck them and they get they got locked up in federal clink for this which i know is yeah. a massive jewel heist looking at that true way. yeah but also i think hang on, let me see what the, the value cause. was it, it was 2.5 million dollars of value then wow yeah, and let's see how much that it says at the writing of this article. I mean, that's pr- that would probably be enough to build several hey, bomber aircraft. Calculator. Yeah, I mean, several. <laughs> yeah, at least three. That's crazy, <laughs> Hang on, inflation calculator. Um, but I mean, this is this comes back to uh, Watson had called the uh, legal department of uh, the headquarters of US forces in Europe and asked the colonel there about what at this point Watson wasn't actually in on the conspiracy but they the conspir- the other two Nash and Durant asked him to find 36 it. million dollars worth right <laughs> now <laughs> so Durant and Nash had asked Watson to make inquiries, they still hadn't let him in on the conspiracy, but they asked him to make inquiries as to the legality of plundered stuff that that people found. Right. And so Watson, who's a major, speaks to the colonel who's in charge of that said legal department, and he said, well, there's no hard and fast rules on it, uh, but there is a tradition of... People taking, taking a war souvenir, tro- taking a war souvenir, trophies as war souvenirs. So you know, saying them all. Have at it. A nod's as good as a wink to a blind man. So yeah. really, the sen- the s- the sentences they got, they 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 got uh, court-martialed in Germany, and they got uh, locked up in federal clink. Yeah. For 
quite a while. I mean, the, the, so the, I think they got they got sent down probably in forty seven, and what was it? Uh, yeah, so Watson, who was the major, who was the least involved, he got th- he got three years, but he was paroled in fo- in forty seven, so he he didn't serve three years. Right. Uh, uh, Nash got five years and Durant got fifteen years. Right. I guess as a ranking officer, I mean a colonel. <laughs> I mean, really, it is a bit out of order for a colonel to be in on it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but um, Na- uh, Watson was paroled in '47. He was the quartermaster major. Uh, Nash, who was the manageress of the country club, uh, got five and was paroled in 1952. So she, yep, they ended up together. Yeah. Oh, also, I wanted they were to bring up by this time. Durant got 15 oh, right. years, but was per- also paroled in '52. Okay. Um, the the thing that was interesting was that they their defense in court was um, was basically like. Okay, here we go. This is Nash, specifically the lady. The charges of my stealing of the jewels are baseless. If the court says I committed any of the criminal acts alleged, then thousands of people in this theater of war in the United States are as guilty as I am and have unclean hands, which is a solid argument. But it's not a legal argument, though. It makes no No, it isn't. But, but uh, this a, other guy took a more it says t- took a more legalistic Watson took a more legalistic track. We all felt they were legitimate lewd. The background of the possible owners was thoroughly discussed, and we determined that they were either dead SS members or ardent Nazi sympathizers, and as such, the properties would never be returned to them, no matter where or how they turned up. Maybe there was a few uh, members of the tribe in the jury. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a court martial, so there's no jury, is there? Right, you're right. That's true. We, I think uh, I'd rather sit sit in front of a court martial than a jury any day of the week. Yes, much less. Uh, but they were clear. They, these guys were clearly being made an example of. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, the thing. It's I think I think, the, I think that's I, what in it the, was. the video I watched about it. Um, they said that this was like a after a long string of like people who were complaining. And yet this kind of speaks to your point of being like the who are these people that they were able to pull the military to do this, like, like to make an example of them. It, but like basically that all of these people have been getting away with it for for a long time after the war. And they just decided to throw the book at these guys. Yeah. And I, I think the I mean, you, you can see the parallels when all this torture shit came out that these guys who were torturing people. Yeah, they're fucking assholes. I mean, it's much worse than this. But they were, yeah, what they were doing was totally sanctioned by yeah. the, uh, in, it, probably in similar terms of, well, you know, hear no evil, say, say no evil sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they knew that if that it was their job to do that, they shouldn't have done it. I'm not excusing right. it by any means. But then they, they th- I think they, they took like one guy and locked him up for his entire life, didn't they? Uh, where And everybody else just skates. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, also on this website we were, we were reading kind of from, um, it mentions that uh, today's birthday, um, notable birthdays on today uh, are uh, Meyer Rothschild. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Um, yeah. Um, also, W. B. Du Bois, um, the guy who directed I be du Bois. Uh, the Wizard. 
<laughs> the guy who directed The Wizard of Oz. Uh, so uh, he was a he was OSS. I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, no one else. Have, it's another uh, favorite uh, war mode movie, isn't it? Well, I mean, it is. It's it's not. I mean, it's the fact of the matter is it really is like a fucking. It's one of the first programmed movies. Yeah, you know. And it was we, that we, a whole, we had to do a op- deep dive on that stuff. Program with the opposite message from the book. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah, literally the exact opposite. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll do it. Let's do an episode about uh, about fucking William James well, that, Bryan. That's so so Hollywood, isn't it? That they take. Yeah, I like that. I like. That's what the devil does. He can't create. He only subverts. Yeah, I, I like this story. Let's do the opposite of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and and inject like permanent fucking uh, imagery into the American psyche. Yeah, that will. Yeah. <laughs> uh fuck. Anyway, that's a perfect amount of time. Uh, uh. So um, yeah. I guess we'll uh, wrap it up there. Uh. So w for the audio version of the show. Uh. www.historyhomos.com and uh, you know you can find it wherever you find podcasts. Um. For the video version. Uh, check out the YouTube page. Please subscribe uh, and uh, hit the little bell icon. Ding. <laughs> Smash that like button. And uh, uh, yeah, and you can find that by searching History Homos or uh, you can just go to the uh, link in any of our social media bios because you can find William on Twitter and Instagram at History Homos Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Scott Legend Abrams. Please join our Telegram group. It's so much fun, by the way. I was just today. I like went up to. I put my phone down. I took a to go take a piss. Came back and there was seven fucking messages from all different people talking. And yeah, you know. it's, it's the engagement on there is incredible. Shout out to all the Telegram folks. Yeah, the join the fun. Like you will not regret coming into this group. It's so much fun. It's so funny, and you know we share you know all the memes of the day and whatnot and. So what, how would I how would I find that Scott? Oh, good, good. I'm happy you asked. Uh, <laughs> you can go to t the letter t as in testicle dot me slash history homos. That's our channel, and uh, it'll keep you abreast of anything we are posting. Um, and also, our discussion group is uh, t as in tiny as in tranny um, dot me slash history homos chat. Um, and yeah, so uh, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can also level an email at uh, historyhomo@gmail.com. And uh, William, what do you wanna what do you wanna say to the peeps? Do you attend John Peel? <laughs> <laughs>